Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where an entitled mom gets so angry that she slaps someone else's child. Our next Reddit post is from Dr. Oogie Boogie. I'm a 28-year-old guy, and my stepmother, who's 49, is a wannabe party planner. She's taken it upon herself to plan and host every party and holiday my dad's family has thrown since she married him. I never loved these occasions growing up. She's controlling and gets upset if people complain about anything. But I humored her for my dad's sake. According to him, this helps her feel included. I'm getting married to my fiance, Jane, who's 26 in July. We got engaged in early 2021, but Jane ended up getting pregnant a couple of months after that, and we decided to postpone the wedding to focus on our son for a while. So we've had a long engagement. My stepmother has tried to hijack our wedding plans from day one. Complaining, contacting our planner, showing up unannounced to Jane's dress appointments, etc. And we've repeatedly asked her to stop. My dad wants us to humor her, but she's clearly resentful of the fact that she's not hosting the wedding or being labeled mother of the groom in invitations. Besides our baby boy, we also have Luke, who's four, who's Jane's paternal half-brother. She got custody of him a few months into our relationship after his parents died. I ended up moving in with him during the pandemic, and I've been in Luke's life since he was a baby. He doesn't call me dad. He refers to Jane as his sister, and he calls me by my name. But we love him like a son. My stepmother, though, hates Luke. She accuses Jane of baby-trapping her way into the family? What? How is she baby-trapping him unless she literally murdered her dad so she could get custody of the son? What? That accusation only got worse after our son was born. My dad gets along with Jane and adores the kids. But my stepmother demands that he refuse babysitting Luke, so we don't leave them with the kids often. Instead, Jane's brother and sister-in-law usually watch the kids for us because their kids are close to ours in age. We had a thing last Sunday, and my brother-in-law was out of town with his family. Jane's other siblings live in different cities, as well as my mom and sister. My dad agreed to babysit at our place, and we left. We came back home to find both kids crying, my stepmother screaming, and my dad weakly trying to calm everyone down. Apparently, Luke had told my stepmother that both he and our son were going to be our ring bearers, and she went ballistic. She screamed that she wasn't going to allow that because he wasn't family. She then physically hit Luke when he started crying and split his lip. She had never gotten to this point before. We immediately banned her from our house and from our wedding. My dad is fuming and said that he's not going without her. He's also convinced half of his side of the family by severely downplaying what my stepmother did to boycott the wedding as well. This includes my stepbrother, who fully agrees with his mother no matter how many times I try to tell him the truth. Me and Jane are refusing to budge, but many of my cousins who aren't coming anymore are asking us to reconsider. Pretty much all of Jane's family agrees with us, but one of her aunts has suggested that maybe the stepmother is acting out because she doesn't feel welcomed by my family. I've honestly had it with my family enabling her behavior. I love my dad, and I really want him at my wedding, but I'm more than willing to go no contact if it means protecting my family. OP adds in an edit. I think I accidentally deleted the paragraph where I mentioned this, but we did press charges. We took Luke to the pediatrician the next day and gathered every piece of evidence we had. 
Not only did we have pictures of Luke's face, but by some miraculous stroke of luck, we also had nanny cam footage. Some commenters were right to assume that my stepmother hadn't been invited to our house, but my dad hasn't really gone anywhere without her in years, so we took precautions. We didn't expect her to actually do anything this awful, but we've never trusted her with the kids. The physical attack happened off camera, but there's some footage of her screaming and Luke crying before and after the event. She now has a child abuse charge on her rap sheet. We will not let her get away with this. Man, doing what she did, hitting someone else's child to the point that they bleed, I don't think there's any coming back from that. The fact that she still expects to come to the wedding and wants you to accommodate her is nuts. If someone did that to my kid, they would never be allowed my kid again for the rest of their lives. So, OP, if your father and your stepmother decide not to come to your wedding, if I were you, I would just count it as a blessing. Our next Reddit post is from I'm Just a Neighbor. I was born when my mother and father were only 17. This forced both of my parents to drop out of high school and each get a GED so they could go to work right away. My father especially wasn't happy about this because he had dreams of playing football in college and instead had to work at a gas station. He said to my face many times that I ruined his dream. My mother hardly raised me at all because she had work to do. They had a cranky old lady next door watch me most of the time. She wasn't so bad. She gave me more attention than my parents did. My father eventually landed a better job as a manager due to his experience running the gas station. It was right after that that my mom got pregnant with my sister. I was six when she was born. I wasn't exactly shown much love before that, but once my sister came along, it was pretty obvious to even my six-year-old self that I was unwanted. The only people who seemed to care about me were my paternal grandparents and somewhat my babysitter. My grandparents treated me the way a little kid needed to be loved. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment. As my sister got older, it went from me sharing a bedroom with her to me kicked out of the room entirely. I slept on the couch for two years, and I barely had anything to my name other than clothes, school supplies, and an old Game Boy. When I was 10, my parents decided they were going to move away, but this move didn't include me. I was actually fine with this because my grandparents had agreed to take me in. My life was instantly better. I got my own room again, and my grandparents gifted me a brand new Nintendo 64 in 1996. That Christmas, I got a Game Boy Pocket too. Also, there were a couple of other kids my age in the neighborhood that I got to hang out with. We rode bikes, played video games, shot cans with pellet guns, built forts, and got dirty playing in the creek. You know, stuff a normal kid would enjoy. I was finally happy. As time went on, I grew up and eventually moved out. But later, I moved back in to help my grandparents because they were getting old and living off their retirement savings. So the money that I saved from not paying rent went a long way in paying their bills. My grandpa was the kind of person who wanted to build a bomb shelter during the Cold War but never got around to it. He wanted to volunteer for the military in the 60s but was turned down due to a medical condition and the fact that his eyesight wasn't great. So instead, he focused on saving whatever he thought he needed. He told me many times that it was better to have something and not need it than to need it and not have it. Our area suffered from numerous power outages in winter due to heavy winds and storms. So having gasoline and propane for heaters and generators was a must. 
All of my grandfather's saving habits became my own saving habits as time went on, because it was better to need this stuff rarely than to not have it at all. Then, about five years back, my grandma died suddenly. My grandfather was heartbroken. He also passed away about a year and a half later. Pretty much everything they owned was willed to me. Their savings, their house, their vehicles, their stuff, everything. Their house was long since paid off, and Grandpa knew how to keep up with its maintenance. In fact, after Grandma died, he kind of doubled down on renovating the place. He had the roof redone, we repainted the house inside and out, and we fixed a lot of little things. Grandpa's neighbor, George, even came by to help redo the plumbing. Ironically, the local HOA was rather happy with these changes because the house didn't look run down anymore. One morning, I was fixing breakfast and my grandpa never came downstairs. You could not keep this man from his bacon. So I went to check on him and he wasn't moving. I called 911 and paramedics came, only to tell me that he'd passed away in his sleep. My parents made grandpa's funeral a disaster. They didn't even bother to show up for my grandmother's funeral. They were too busy. And at grandpa's funeral, they didn't seem to grieve at all. My sister also showed up wearing a brightly colored designer dress, which I wasn't happy about because it was a church clothes only function. I noticed my parents repeatedly whispering to each other and glaring at me whenever I looked at them. I came to find out at the will reading that my parents knew they'd been disinherited long ago for their treatment of me, and they thought that it was extremely unfair that I got everything. They threatened to sue me to contest the will. I got repeated calls and messages from my father, mother, and sister telling me I had to do the right thing and give my father what was supposed to be his. I told them all to F off. My parents ended up taking me to court to challenge the will. But the judge ruled in my favor after seeing the will and hearing us both out. So it wasn't this long, drawn-out legal battle. The judge even looked at my parents with absolute disgust after seeing the will and hearing about their mistreatment of me in my childhood. He called my father a terrible parents and said that my grandparents were right to disown him. My father just hung his head in silence, but he made sure to stop me outside the courtroom and tell me that I was always the biggest mistake of his life, and that if he could go back in time, he'd make sure that I never existed. He, <laughs> he should have been a football star. And instead, he has to wear a name tag for a 9 to 5. I told him that, mistake or not, grandma and grandpa could see what kind of nasty person he was. I didn't ask to be born, and the only real love I ever got was from my grandparents. And he was no father of mine anymore. I got a few more threatening and harassing phone calls, as well as some letters from my parents. They all demanded money, among other things. But over time, they just stopped, because I completely stonewalled them. I never responded to the emails or letters, and I stayed silent during the phone calls. A few times, I just left the phone sitting on the counter with them ranting till they realized that I wasn't listening. Aside from not getting the house or money, my parents seemed particularly irked that they couldn't even get a rise out of me. But I was prepared to go to war against them, and they knew it. So, in the end, they just left me alone. From what I know looking at Facebook the past decade, my sister tried to get into modeling, got married, had two kids, got divorced, and is currently unhappily working a job that she feels is beneath her. My mother currently works retail and is also vocal about her disdain of it. 
Like my father, she peaked in high school. She was a cheerleader back then, and even had her old uniform framed on the wall. My father has pretty much had the same job for 25 years. He must be good at it if he's still doing it. As for me, well, I'm in my late 30s now, and I live pretty much debt-free in a nice neighborhood. I haven't really had a girlfriend since high school, and I've had little motivation to ever have another relationship. But loneliness gets to everyone, so maybe I'll try to find someone soon. Not many people are in the financial position that I'm in at my age. Single, paid off house, two vehicles, and a decent amount of money in the bank. I guess I could aim to be a stepfather. That might be more my speed. OP, when you said that after your grandmother died, your grandfather threw himself into, like, fixing up the house, my immediate thought was that the reason why he did that was because when he handed over the house to you, you wouldn't inherit all these problems like an old roof and bad paint jobs. I think your grandfather spent the final year of his life doing everything he could to give you the best future possible. OP, your grandmother and your grandfather both are treasures. It almost makes me wonder how they managed to raise such a terrible son. Like, what kind of loser says, It's all your fault that my life is ruined. Dude, you're the one that had the baby. He, he was just born. What does he have to do with it? Man, your dad is such a loser, OP. If only I could have played some more football, I would have been the next Brett Favre. Tom Brady's got nothing on me. You see these guns? Man, what a loser. Our next Reddit post is from Particular Tax. So, I'm a 27-year-old woman who's no contact with my dad, and I have been for about five years. I had him blocked on everything except email until a few weeks ago. I never check my email, but on a whim, I was looking through it, and I stumbled across an email that he sent me a little over a month ago. In the email, he basically demanded that I talk to him and work out our differences. He essentially talked to me like I was 10, and he can just order his way back into my life. Then, in the same email, he threatened me, saying that if I don't speak to him, he's going to take me to court for grandparent rights to get access to my kids. On one hand, I'm floored and so shocked that he thinks talking to me that way will make me want him back in my life. But on the other hand, it's hilarious because I don't have any kids, nor do I want them. What a clueless, useless, garbage person. I hope... I pray that this idiot father actually tries to sue OP and takes her to court. Can you, can you imagine the judge is like, okay, so why, <laughs> why are we here today? And the father's like, your honor, this spoiled, rotten daughter of mine refuses to let me see my grandkids. The judge says, that's a very serious accusation, OP. What do you have to say for yourself? And she's like, um, you're... <laughs> This guy is so clueless and is so detached from my life that he thinks I have kids when I don't. God, God, I would pay money to read that update. That would make my day. It would make my year. That was r slash Entitled Parents. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.